Hi, I'm Rich. This is Melody. And this is... The Water Cooler! There we go! <laughs> Melody, first, first we're joined time. by a lot of different people tonight. Yes, we are. We're joined by not only BLN staff, Black Woo-hoo. Lives Now staff, we have Hope, Keisha, Angel, and then we have Rich and Melody. Now, we also are joined by guests, Hector, Josh, and Eva. What up? Hey guys! Hey. So All right, so I think tonight we're gonna do a impromptu type podcast where we don't have a predetermined uh, storyline. We're nope. just gonna spitball it. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I think it's a good idea because everybody comes from different walks of life. We have black, white, and Spanish here. We, we have it all, right? We have in the middle, we have Democratic, we have kind of Republican, we have all different kinds here, and we're going to talk. We're going to hang out and spitball it. And we've also had some drinks tonight. We have. <laughs> yeah. Spitball it with social distancing. Good yeah. drinks. <laughs> Alcohol kills everything. So. <laughs> okay, so just to let you know, I don't see any colors around this table. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Amen. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Let's dive blue. in to how this is not acceptable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very so, good. So, Josh, so when you say you don't see color, what, what does that mean to you? Like he sees those colors. Like are you legit colorblind? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, statistically, men are. Okay, More yeah. colorblind. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes. Actually, so, I think Eva's colorblind a little bit. I'm not colorblind. Oh, well, that's yeah. very good. So your statistics is be fun. Did you know 75% of statistics were made up on the spot? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do want to talk about it. So I had a, a friend of mine, well, more of a coworker, and she made a comment, I don't see color. And I said, okay, you know, tell me what you think about that. Towards race. Towards race, yeah. And so she's like, well, I look at us all the same. I feel like we all have similar journeys, you know, yada, yada, yada. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, everybody doesn't think like that. Uh, There are people who do see color. And so by you choosing to not see color, you could be creating your own blinders to what racial disparities actually exist. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, my God, I never thought about that. And so after that, so now we reconnect. A couple months later, she's like, ever since she told me that, I feel like either I'm paranoid or I really have had my eyes open. And I was like, well, what do you mean by paranoid? She's like, now I see things differently, and I don't know if it was always there or I just chose to not see it. Hmm. And I was like, well, sometimes, even me, you know, I am a black woman, but before 2014, I chose to ignore a lot of things because for me it felt better to be in my bubble and to say, well, you know what? I am black. My husband is Spanish, but you know what? We've got good jobs. We've got nice houses. Racism racism doesn't really affect us. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I moved up here to Polk County where I got my first real taste of racism. And, And what was that? I got followed around a store. Really? Legit. Like I was like. Like lost revenge. No, it was like it was a Cracker Barrel. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was oh, legit boy. a Cracker Barrel, and I'm in there shopping because you know you. I mean, shop I just gotta point out it's Cracker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but y'all know you've been to a Cracker yeah, Barrel. You, you you shop around. Yeah, you've had, the, you've had their fried chicken. Their fried chicken is on point. It's on point. <laughs> but but you go there and you shop around yeah, while you wait for your table, and so that's what we were doing while I was shopping around. And at first I was like, well, maybe I'm just seeing things. 
And I saw the little lady, and she walked behind me, and I'm like, okay. So I moved to another section, and I could see her, like, hiding behind the little bookshelf, like, looking at me. And I was like, okay. So I strategically moved again, and she followed me. So then I kind of, like, lost her in the shuffle, and I could see her kind of doing like this. And I walked up behind her. I was like, are you following me? And she's, and like, she's like, no, I just want to be your next friend. Like, I just wanted to make sure that you were good to go. Oh, Honey, there was a hundred people legit in here. Like, it was thick on that Sunday. You can help them. And I had to raise a complaint. And the manager, like, you know when somebody gives you a look like, I know what you're saying, but I can't, I don't want to confirm it because I know you're right. Sure. The manager came and apologized and was like, I'm so sorry. Well, we will have a conversation with her. Don't worry about it. Would you like a $5 gift certificate? I think they gave me like $20. Oh, <laughs> oh $20. I, was, right. I went home and I was that person. I'm going to write a letter to Beer. Mr. Cracker Barrel himself. Beer, and they addressed it, but I didn't. I chose to ignore it because my mom grew up in Louisiana. You know, we are high yellow. My mom is probably Mel's color. You probably darker than my mom. <laughs> and I thought my when I go in the sun, I am darker than yeah. my mama. <laughs> but we used to think our mom was being paranoid. We're like, you're just being paranoid, mom. Racism doesn't exist anymore. You know, whatever. But I chose to live in that bubble because I didn't want the drama. I didn't want to have to deal with it. I didn't have to, didn't want to have to worry about it. But it does exist. And so when now, four years later, when I hear people say, I don't see color, and no offense to you, I'm like, I know where you are because as a black woman, I lived in that same bubble because I chose to. It was easier. It's safer. Yeah, but you also got to keep in mind that we also didn't grow up that way. We didn't. We weren't taught True. to be biased against any type of race. True. Body, True. period. We grew like, up so in a predominantly white neighborhood from we most of our life. Everybody. Where did you yeah. grow up? Yeah. We lived in Lantana, um, and we went to Crystal Lakes in Boynton. And in it was That's like West? Yeah. So yeah, it was Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until our our parents divorced when we moved to West Palm and we went to Bear Lakes. Like I got share with you, Palm Beach Lakes, and it became the opposite where they were like, "Oh, you're not black. You Yay. talk white. Mm-hmm. You're some light skin. Mm-hmm. They, they used to say red. Red bone. Yeah. Red bone. Yeah. Red bone. Are they like, like red? I'm like, what's red bone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you think you're better because your hair is nice. I'm like. Look, honey, I still gotta perm this every every four weeks when my new growth comes out. So I don't, I don't know what the issue is. Like, I still gotta go through the same drama okay. y'all go through. But that judgment doesn't just always happen, I, in my opinion, to black people. It happens to white people too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I go into a store. I've been followed. I go see a doctor. I'm judged. I it, I can notice one day I'm wearing a suit, the next time in you know pajamas going to the store, and I'm judged differently. Presentation, right? So there is two things that are a problem. There is racism Mm -hmm. and there is classism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you are assumed to be either black, brown, or not white, or if you are assumed to be poor, Mm -hmm. there is going to be a problem. You are going to be judged, Mm -hmm. you're going to be ridiculed, and you will be critiqued, and Mm -hmm. most likely you'll be sidestepped for a promotion, you'll uh, be followed around a store, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what race you are, I mean, unless you're, you know, in Walmart, which... (laughs) So, but that, so then that brings... There's a big difference in healthcare, sorry to bring that up. No, no, it's true, it is so true. 
So working for corporate America, I have bomb ass insurance. I know this. I know that when I go to the hospital and I present my card, if they're gonna they they pull out all the stops, they have no issues. And I've seen the opposite where his family member is on um, Medicaid, no Medicare, Medicare, and she had to be bounced around for them to diagnose that she had a tumor stage four cervical oh. cancer. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Because she, she has Medicare and they did not care. They didn't want to run the test. They didn't want to send the money, spend the money. They literally would be like, just pack her up and send her home. Because they found out what the insurance what the insurance is. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Wow. But so let's pose a question then. So if you've been followed and you know that these type of disparities exist, then how is it that certain groups don't believe racism exists then? Because if we know classism exists, then we know you can have racism if we know classism does exist. It goes back to the because it doesn't happen to me. Right. Therefore, because exactly. that is like that's exactly. and I talk about this all the time. It's the argument I have with my boss where I'm like, you cannot keep denying someone's lived experience mm-hmm. because something like that has never happened to you. You can't say, well, how does that happen? You know, yeah. because it or doesn't happen. They must have did something wrong. Right, and that's and so yeah. right. or the guilty. You know, I don't think it's ever happened to them, but I don't think they look at it as racism. Well, there's certain, I mean, there's certain things, like, I, we talk a lot about politics and stuff, because we're both very different spectrums of politically, and so we were talking about a lot of the police brutality stuff, and I go, you know, Andy, it's not like this is something that just came up. Like, most people don't know, my mom was actually, um, she had a really bad situation with the sheriff's office and was beaten severely oh, wow. 28 years ago. Oh, wow. And what, what people don't know, and they're like, well... And it was over a contempt of court charge. She got taken to jail for three days for contempt of court, which is, it's actually been studied because of how messed up the whole situation was. And so when he's like saying, well, you know, well, what did your mom do wrong? I go, my mom stood up and was going to walk out of the courtroom and the judge ordered her to sit back down, cleared the courtroom. It was her, the bailiff and the judge and took her to jail. And then she was there for three days where she got the shit beat out of her. And so, and he's like, but, you know, what did she do? And I'm like, she didn't do anything. The system is fucked. And it's against people who are poor, who are minorities. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, and we fell into the poor category. So she didn't get fair treatment. She wasn't afforded her rights to, like, trial, anything mm-hmm. like that. And it goes back to that. And so, and I'm like, but you're sitting here saying, you know, what if she had done this? What if she had done that? I'm like, stop denying my mom's lived experience because it doesn't fit your narrative. And that's the problem is that, you know, everybody has their narrative, but you can't, you can't keep denying someone's lived experience. And on the flip side, you have white people who have had a hard life. Mm -hmm. They've had a lot of um, hardships. They've had a lot of um, issues with, you know, getting jobs and stuff like that and so they don't see white privilege because they see well my life's been hard so I don't have privilege but how much harder would your life have been had had you you been poor and black and this is what I talked to Orion about about the voting thing because my brother's like well I don't vote that's just my thing I only vote on issues I don't vote on candidates like he's not even registered to vote yeah and we got into a huge thing, and I'm like, because he wanted somebody in California to vote for something that he wanted, and I'm like, you are in the biggest position of white male privilege right now, where you have the ability and the money to support things only if they affect you, but mm-hmm. you don't care about things and how they affect your sister, your mother, your, the people that you love, but as long as it's 
the one that you care about, like, you're just going to work on that. And I'm like, how do you, how do you, like, compartmentalize where you can just say, oh, you know what, I'm just going to only vote on these things. Like, who cares about the president? Who cares about that? Because it doesn't affect mm-hmm. him. And, and real quick, I think Josh has something he wants to interject Good. with. I just had a question because about your mother. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so you said she was arrested for three days because she tried walking out of the courthouse? No, she was, um... Not walking out of the courthouse. Oh, she was in there, sense. and they were going to, like, not even hear what she had to say. So she's like, okay, well, I don't have any reason to be here, so I'm going to go. And the judge was like, sit down and shut up. And she's like, no, there's no reason for me to be here. We're not having a court case today. And so then he cleared everybody out. So right there, he violated the, like, Fourth so Amendment. She, okay. All so right. she had no due process. She didn't have jury. She was there for trial? No, no, she was there on a custody thing. And the, the, it wasn't a criminal charge. Nope, it was, it was like, custody. She was there for wow. a custody wow. case. Wow. For her child. For my brother. Yeah. And the, the wow. judge told her to do something, and she didn't listen. She no, she told her to sit down, and she was like, "But there, we're not having any. Like, the, it's but over." Did she you, sit down? No, okay. because she doesn't. But the thing is, it was already over. Like it was. But when you're in a judge's courtroom, he is the commander in chief. If he tells you to sit down, if he tells you to jump up on one foot, that's what you got to do. Like I've been kicked out because I chewed gum once. From a custody case. Right, but we also said, have laws in place, and we have a judicial system, so when they're not hearing your custody case, you can go. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to go. If we're not going to, if it's not happening today, then I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more backstory to it. I'm sure there is. Oh, yeah. I just say, I'm, I'm not trying to throw no, I, I, your story. I'm just saying, it's like, I hear all these stories, and it's always something simple like, you know, like, people are mad at the cops. Cops don't. I mean, yeah, the cops do wrong things all the time, but some cops. let the cops some go, cops and the judge is the one you got to worry about yeah. when you go to your court date. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've had friends talk you back also... to cops, and you know I've had friends that do terrible things to cops, and I've been pulled over drunk, and I've been pulled over all kinds of crazy ways, and I was just respectful and nice, and mm-hmm. I mean I don't come from no money, I don't come from, you know, and nothing's ever happened to me. You know but what I mean? Might. You've been lucky. You know? And it's not just a judge. It's now you have that arrest on your record. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. I was arrested for manslaughter and I went to court not guilty, I now have that charge for life. Yeah. I, the only no thing I have what. trouble wrapping my head around is, is like, me, I, I get along with everybody, but when I see someone for the first time, do I think a little thoughts in my mind judgmental or do I everybody make my is. own, you know? You know what that's called? Hmm. Implicit bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then whenever okay, that person opens their mouth, does it change like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what implicit bias is. Mm-hmm. So implicit bias is an unconscious bias mm-hmm. towards someone, whether it's because of your personal experiences, yeah. learned world experiences, worldview, world whatever and it is. But what if it's a positive thing, it. though? It doesn't yeah. have to be biased. No, no, no. Everybody has this. Yep. Yeah. So this so is like everyone has. Yeah, so right. when you think of unconscious and implicit bias, the thing about it is it just is. It's, how do you conquer that? You, you can't. Don't. You the only thing you no, can you do can. is well, when the only you, can, you have to be aware of it, right. and you, you have to acknowledge it, right? Yeah, that's all so when is. you have so everyone in this room has unconscious impl- implicit bias based it's on it's like what, a heartbeat, right? If you it's have a just heartbeat, there. You have implicit bias. It's like your personality. Period. You yes. have it, but it's if that implicit bias is racist or not? No, no, not that. No. But like, I mean, I that's, that's, that's what a lot of these these stories come down to. These underlying stories, like that old lady, man. Was she old? I'm assuming she was an old lady. Yeah, she, she was, was a white lady, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, she was. I know, just, she uh, was. If, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, my grandpa, God rest his soul, like, he 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 wasn't racist, but he was a bigot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to some ghetto schools and I went to some yeah. preppy schools and I could never bring a, a person of color home oh, to my yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But he was a, he wouldn't say anything bad to him. He wouldn't treat him. You know. But he wasn't happy. About he it. just it just it was you know. And I found out the time he grew up in the place right. he grew up. Mm-hmm. That's how he grew up. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he was never disrespectful. Though. Right. He was never rude to anybody. Mm-hmm. He just had his beliefs. That's his house. He paid for. So he's gonna you know. Yeah. You know, respectful. I, I was that's respectful. Well, I watched TV shows with you know predominantly you know black people in it, and that's yeah. how you know you know that's just how I would grew up. And I always, you know, fought it and questioned it because I'm, I'm going to ghetto school where I'm, you know, have clear locker doors and wearing, you know, it was a really, really ghetto school. And I wanted to bring my friends home, but I wasn't allowed, you know. But I don't think he was a bad guy. He just, you know, he just it's grew up in that generation. Yep. And the same thing with anybody else these days. They, they get these thoughts you're talking mm-hmm. about. And I think a lot of them are misinterpreted for racism, and they don't have to. They're just well, you have to understand change their mind after a second. Your grandfather too. grew up in a time where it was right after slavery. Right. Okay. Yeah. They signed a thing into law that everyone is equal, mm. and then they immediately signed in the Jim Crow laws, mm. which said everyone is equal but separate. So your grandfather grew up in a time where colored people went to colored fountains, colored people went to colored restaurants, schools. They had segregation on everywhere, every aspect of their life. So your grandfather was a product of what he grew up in. Right. Right. Now we are a product of what we grew up in, which is a mixture of us realizing that we're all the same and we have kind of fucked up parents to be honest yeah. you know and now and, I have to put the explicit tag on yeah I know now, now we have to put the <laughs> listen somebody said fuck before I it was probably alright hands up uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. you're way behind on the explicit tag yeah, yeah, but that's important now but that's anyway. the thing about unconscious bias is that you have to realize that we all have it we all have it but the only way to combat it is to acknowledge that it does exist it is going to play into your worldview and how you view everything and then be able to check yourself when you are being so it's the same thing like if you go to mcdonald's Mm -hmm. and every time you go to mcdonald's they have some shit ass soggy fries Oh, I thought you just said that's what that nasty I thought she was always going to be employees. Snap was letting the explicit fly. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all the masses off. Let's just do it. Go on. Yeah, so listen. This fucking podcast. I was going to go with the ice cream story, but it's too cliche. But let's say you have some crap ass. Is fries, like crappy fries, <laughs> fries that are soggy. Just do it. Just let it fly. And then every time you go to Burger King, you have these crisp, nice fries. It's usually right? the other way around. It is absolutely <laughs> the other way around. But anyways, <laughs> if you did that and somebody said to you, who has the best fries? You would immediately say Burger King. Actually, maybe. You would never say, well, it Why depends on the nice? day. It depends on who's working right. the fryer. Right. It depends you on go who's going to be changing the oil for the fryer. It depends on mm-hmm. when I get there, when they cook the fries. You're going to say Burger King. 
And that is implicit Still. bias. Mm-hmm. I was going to say one thing that was interesting is, um, you know, when we were talking earlier, somebody said, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was, um, who was who it? Who do we have as our guest prior? Oh, Omar? Yesterday, Omar or Tawana? Tawana. Yeah, and she was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm such a sucker for, like, McDonald's, but it has to be this one McDonald's. Yeah, she drives out of her way. Out of her way to go to this one McDonald's, right? (laughs) Tawana's like, I I, I love this McDonald's. I will go 15 miles out of my way. And I I was like, well, you know, the thing is that, Tawana, what happens if you go to that same McDonald's? And and systematically, you start getting bad service. Yeah. Are you going to keep driving out of your way for that McDonald's? No. Of course not. That's common sense. Because in her mind, it, all right, she's saying how long has she been going to McDonald's for, for years or months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, to think that all the same employees are in there making all the same stuff, that it's always going to be that of course much better. No, it's just, it's all up in here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, like, even if she got crappy service or the same service, that's what McDonald's is thanked off of having the same exact service at every McDonald's. Yep. Right. That's why they're And Josh, they're... you asked a question earlier. You were like, so if I have unconscious bias, does that equal racism? No, it doesn't. So racism is the act and the willfulness to hate. The action behind the right. 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 Exactly. And the willfulness to not change your mind and to see someone as a threat or as, you know, subpar so because... So before you act, right? Right. So unconscious bias is just, it is... And you can change that, and you can be open-minded. Mm-hmm. But racism is the closed-mindedness to say, you know what? I don't like you because you're white. Because all white people smell like dogs. So let me. And that's you. that. But but that's. So let me ask you this. Also, I took a shower earlier. All right. First off, <laughs> but I want to ask you. So, in that case, right in that sense, mm-hmm. that lady that followed you around, mm-hmm. what if the next day she followed a white girl around? So, so is she racist though? I would be open to hear if that's what happened, but at that time of day at, for her, right? Exactly. Of course, I and mean, you have the right to your opinion, your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's all valid. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, at the end of the day, she did her job. Yeah, uh, so Josh, have you ever been followed around? Store? Of course. I have. Why? I will also huh? say because I, I have, have tattoos, too. and I used to be missing a tooth, and I, I mean, so you fall in the I would follow me around right. store. I buy store. I can't. Store, so, yes. <laughs> oh, you know. Well. So okay. So, I would follow myself around and so, store, and, so maybe, I, and I've been a lost revenging guy for Circuit City for years. And so maybe that's why I took it so offensively yeah. because I'm extremely straight and narrow. I've never stolen. I've never done anything. I think the worst I've ever had is a speeding ticket. And so, so it hurt your children. feelings. So it hurt my feelings to say, well, why would you automatically assume that of me? Like, did what you have a big purse? Me? No. Was it open? <laughs> you know. She was, a, she was a little dark. How long we walk around the store for? Because don't know what walk around that store too long. I think we were there for like ten minutes, and I just carry a weekend bag, Wait. which is like yay big. I have a question for Josh. Did you have a thirty-two inch TV in your? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I did slip one under my dress earlier. All right. <laughs> All right. Question, wait, wait, Josh. Wait, is this going to be in reference to the Circuit City comment? No. no. <laughs> I have Josh. a follow-up with that one. I was joking about stealing. Don't put them on. Second <laughs> <laughs> limitation. You're good. You're good. Besides, okay. his real name's not Josh. There so, Josh, yeah. question. Jerk. Do you think there's racism in the world? Of course. 
Okay. There's a lot of stuff in the world, but I think that when you people throw that word around, that it hurts people. Because I, I have a friend, you know David. Yeah. He gets mad at me because, but since we were kids, we I've always made racial jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, against me, against everybody. You know, and now when I say it to him, it hurts his feelings. But I'm slowing down, and stopping. But like, he's calling me. He's he's offending me because he's saying I'm a racist. Okay, I'm not wow. a racist. You know what I mean? So I think that people should be more uh, conservative of the way they throw that word around. Mm-hmm. Do you, know you think I mean? that being not racist is enough? Explain yourself. Okay, cool. so... I have a really good example for this one. Okay, so this is a really good one. Okay, so if you had a family member who was abusing a child, but you're not abusing the child, Mm-hmm. Is it enough that you don't abuse a child, but they are doing it, and you don't step in to do anything about it? Is it enough? No, I mean, I, it's my moral like, right. obligation to step in. So if you about see it. another group having racial actions against them, is it enough to say, well, I'm not racist, but what's happening to them is what it is? But racism is based off of feelings, emotions... Like, there is no black and white on what's racism, what's not racism. Like, there's a million different variables that go into a situation. Like, there are cases where they can be like, damn, that's racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of it comes but in the emotions and feelings. Like, the metaphor. Think about what she said. Is it enough to be not racist? If you see a child being molested by a family member, but you're not molesting that family member, you're not molesting the child yourself. But someone you I know is say, doing it? Yeah. Do you let it continue to go on? No, it's, I, if I know in? about it, I'm going to do something about right. it. Right, so think, being not racist, the, this, the conclusion there would be that being not racist is not enough. You have to be anti-racist. You would have to step in for that child and, and tell someone or get the person in trouble or address the situation yourself knowing that that child was being molested. So you're saying it's not enough not to just be not racist, but you also have to promote being not racist. I mean, yes, you don't you have, have to, to but that would, that's, that's the ask of anyone of color and, in, and even anyone who identifies as what we call an ally. You don't have to do anything you want to do. You can, you can live your life however you want mm-hmm. to. But for us on the other end of the aisle who do experience it, and again, it's, it's my worldview, that's how I felt only because I've never actually experienced I've heard of people saying it. And so when I actually experienced it, I was like, oh, that's what they're saying. That's what it feels like. Okay, I Nobody get it Nobody can understand something unless they Until they right. right. But, but as an ally, we can say, I have not experienced racism, however... It is not acceptable. Yeah. Racism, racism, or should never be acceptable. Correct. I mean, ever, but that does that mean like uh, I just don't know like if it should be thrown around as much as it is. You know right. I mean? So I but agree with you. There's gonna be abuse of anything. You know? Yeah, I and there is you know? oversensitivity. Like there my, is. My mom. So my mom, as much as I love her, she can be oversensitive, which is but why New for Orleans years, is like. Well, yeah. right. So based on her, yeah. everybody has to be understandable of everybody's situation. Yeah. Like right. emotions mm-hmm. and feelings. Like, yeah. Like we talk all the time. They're all valid. They're right. all. They're all right. But there are but overreactions. Action, fighting, and putting it out there in the universe is yeah. completely different than emotions and feelings. Yeah. Actions are way different than emotions and way different than feelings. Yeah. And there's a million different variables, a million different reasons why, why not. And I, put, I mean, at the same time, who the heck wants racism? Like, yep. you know, right. like, 
It, uh, of course not. So what I miss is, in the, what I miss is the days when, when right after we graduated from high school, we're in that bliss of, we're not quite in the world yet, but we're still, you know, adults. So things don't really bother you as much, you know. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me, but I just remember like the time frame from like 2004 to like 2008. Even though it was economically trash, it was just it, it was just effortless. Like you you got along with everybody. I literally I went to an Indian wedding that year. It was amazing to learn about the culture and everything. I went to a white wedding, and it was so it was just it was just exciting to find how how much we had it in common. And then I went to black weddings, and you know again you know that's what we used to. But there wasn't as much of the tension. Like, I noticed immediately now there is tension. But this is where I feel like where he's speaking about emotions. Emotions Mm -hmm. will heighten situations Mm -hmm. beyond what they actually are. And I'm not saying that it's not there, but... We didn't have that back then. We had the That's true. And maybe that's what what it is. We just ranked our friends. We know how to talk. Right. Yeah, we ranked our classes situation. You guys remember T-Mobile when they used to have, like, your top five friends? Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with MySpace. The problem is with social media is it's not social media. It's the problem is how much access you can get to something yeah. and how fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You know what I mean? And that, that's a and great thing and a great mm-hmm. achievement we've, you know, technology has brought us. It's a double-edged sword. But it's how fast something can spread. Like even a stupid little meme. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know that mm-hmm. can be turned around and made racist when the dude was drunk doing and didn't even know, couldn't even see yeah. a screen straight. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. It's yeah, just, but the things you say when you're drunk are usually true. what the you're truth. really thinking. Something. But here's the other thing, too. Which is why this podcast is lit. Can I answer it real quick? Yeah. So Josh and I were talking earlier. And we were talking about, like, in high school now or middle school, with the whole social media being around. Before, we didn't have that, right? If you had a bully, you, you address it right there and there, mm-hmm. you know? You're like, hey, what's up? If that's not what you knew how to do. Right. Yeah. And if you didn't, you would go to a teacher or counselor and stuff like that. They'll, you know, guide you and sit them down. But now it's like, it's true. But nowadays it's like, uh, what's the thing? Cyberbullying? Oh, yeah, cyberbullying. They talk around. So it drives a lot of suicide because of that. Yeah, well, yeah. Have, there's like a thousand kids you've never even heard of all yeah. saying that you suck. I know, and, and yeah. it's like what you were saying. It's like piggyback. It's just the it's emotions. Just it's like sheer we volume, that mm-hmm. you know. And that's I think what she's going into, like that time period. Plus, yeah. with this, you know, all this political stuff going on. Yes, yeah, it, it's all it's all publicity. It's and, all it's all show. And it's, it's Facebook, Instagram, all of them having all these algorithms that push videos based on what they think you will like to see. Of course. So again, that pushes your narrative as well. So like for me, example, I I make it a point to watch Fox News. Now, do I agree with everything on there? No, I will be flat out. But I make it a point because I need to see both sides of what's happening and what's being yep. said. Absolutely. I can't sit up there and just be reading but on CNN. But you can see the differences. Oh, oh yeah. it's, it's night and day. It's not oh there. My gosh. People's when nerves. Trump went into the hospital, Rich and I also make it a point to watch Fox as well as CNN. But we actually mostly get our local news or our news from local news. But yeah, same. We watch Fox and we watch CNN, and especially on the day that Trump went into the hospital, you watch Fox and it's, oh, he's fine, it's just this thing, you know, just as a precaution because he is our leader and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 and he's amazing. And then you go to CNN and it's like, 
you know, he went with a mask, and did you see the sparkle in his eye, mm-hmm. and do you think that this happened? Right. And it's like... You can't anything, even tell what's real. Anything that they could possibly find as a negative, or as a, oh my god, he's dying, or something mm-hmm. was on CNN, and everything to say, like, he's the next messiah was on mm-hmm. Fox, and it's like, really, the truth is somewhere in the middle, and for the most part, we get our news from local news, because they don't really give a shit about... Mm-hmm either side for the most part. They just tell it as it is. They just tell it as it is. But it is interesting that if you go on one side and the other, Mm -hmm. you'll see that it's so polarized. And for the very reason of finding people who lock into one side or the other, they want to force this narrative and make it this polarized situation. And then you find... Like the PGA Boulevard and Military Trail Corner, where <laughs> it's oh, this God. war zone it's for thick up here oh, too. Trump versus Biden, you know, red versus blue, white versus black. It's this huge corner of opposition, and I feel like as a as a human race, we have to get past that. Yeah, yeah. We have to go past the essentially the bullshit and find out that you know we're all human yeah Mm -hmm. and none of us are getting out of this alive Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that everyone is treated equally and fairly until we die and so here's the thing when i when i tell you josh earlier you know you probably figured out i'm not voting for trump but it has less to do with um, it has less to do with what he's actually done because, you know, I, I have been reading and he has been doing a lot of good things for, you know, business like side, business side yeah. um, even for HBCUs. He's, he's doing things. And so that's all well and dandy. Mm-hmm. Do I think he should be leading our country? No. no. Because I think about even with me within my, my job role, we have leaders within our company that can lead certain segments very well. But if you don't have the tact and the, the decency to be able to talk and manage people, you should not be in a leadership role. You, and so, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, Because you heard about the interview we did on Limbaugh yesterday where he, like, was... I saw snippets. He, yeah. he literally was like, well, Iran can fuck around and find out, basically, is what he said. Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, we do want to be seen as a world leader, but we also don't want to be seen as, like, stirring a pot that we don't need to be stirring. Right. Like, yes, and that, and that's where know. my issue with him Fuck around and find out. But we don't need to be saying, fuck right. around and right. find my out. My issue with him value. solely yes. comes, because for me, I am a, I'm a mediator. I, I, in my role as a leader, I tend to play that mediator. I try to coach people to really be able to talk to people, come down to their level, meet them where they're at, understand their worldview, keep it moving. From her first job and her side job. <laughs> but when you've got, uh, when I see other leaders on my same level and they're great at sales, but they can't talk to someone or they leave them feeling jaded or they erode their self esteem, I'm like, that, you know, you're great. You're not in the right role, though. Right, you need to step exactly. to a role where you are good at what you're good at. Exactly. And so that's why I say for Trump, you know, maybe he does have some good skills and tendencies. But leader of the of the you know free nation, that's not your skill set. Do you set. think that the president runs this country? No, he doesn't run it, but he does push. He's the face. Push. Of, do you, do you he's think the he's face. A leader. He he. Here's the thing. 
he has a way of being able to swing the mood and so he's an influencer and influencers in any organization they are the ones who run the tides even within my own organization if you've got a person with a so cancer so someone's pulling his cords at all Oh, oh no, no, for sure. That's the first so he, thing we said when he got, when he got he elected. No when he got elected, I said he is, someone got him in there. Yep. And yeah, I wouldn't course. be surprised if he got paid to get into the role. Yeah, if they or if they well, not no, that one surprised. He was saying that he was running people are speculating that he was running because his his show was about to not be renewed. Yeah. He wanted to get his ratings up. Yeah. He didn't think he was gonna win. It was just, you know, one of my friends actually made a joke. You know, he was trying to get a helipad at Mar-a-Lago for the longest time, and they wouldn't give him a permit for it because they're like, you don't need it, you don't need it, you don't mm-hmm. need it. Now he's president. Now he's he got a helipad. Yeah. And somebody's like, damn, he became president just to get a helipad? And it's like, you know, it's not. <laughs> That's what I, I saw. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a helipad at Mar-a-Lago. Whoever you're around, he's getting one. They no, he's not. No, he don't have a helipad there. Oh, yeah. I thought he was getting That's one. True. No. i tell you what, though, like, we used to fly drones over there, and now you can't fly. It's all red zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. Back on the topic, I yeah. mean, he did it for pride. He ran for pride. Oh, yeah. He don't need no money. You know what I mean? Ah. He, he, he did it for pride, I think. You know, like... For showing so. You know, for like showing Like saying, hey, I did this. That's so, Like, right. you can see that, like... Well, you Especially can tell he's a narcissist, oh, so he did that. it for ego. Yeah, ego, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But you can see that, like, you know, Biden's... Biden's people tell him what to say, what to do, and this. Oh, uh, they all did. Oh, yeah, they all did. The oh, they told Trump. They you think did, Trump yeah. listened to what they said? No. Hell no. That, even his own people were mad after the debate because mm-hmm. he didn't listen at all. Biden listened. He looked right. Bad. He looked no. down the camera and he pointed to the people and mm-hmm. he mentioned the people a bunch of times, even though he wasn't even talking about the topic. Mm-hmm. But it was the people. You know, yeah. he was he was a salesperson up there. Yeah. A salesman? Yeah. Sure, yeah. you are. You're no, not even look. No, he was selling that, but Trump was just. When you're in a leadership role, you have to be able to um, balance what you're being told, your directives, and also being real. So I say this because, granted, I'm not the president, but I've ran branches for the last 10 years, and it's all about creating a veil. So Mm -hmm. it's enough to where you, you really want the people to understand just enough of what you're doing and the why so they believe your leadership and they follow behind you. But they don't always know what's going on. There's strings always being pulled. There's all these backroom deals that go on, even in my branches. So I get it. And that's why I say, at the end of the day, I, I don't... To bear, not the staff. Right, you, exactly. That's, but, that's what a leader should do. Exactly. And so that's where I get concerned because with Trump... So with my team, they, need, they know what they need to know to keep them calm and keep us on the right track and keep us focused. Unfortunately... For Trump, because he does say what he wants to say, and he go, he you know, and he's very polarizing. He's on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. It emboldens groups who don't have um, his is purely based on ego. That's mm-hmm. why he does what he does. But there are groups out there that they are trying to do something to the the minorities, to the disenfranchised, and so do him know, acting like, the like Ku Klux that. Yeah, Klan has killed sixty thousand black men, women, and children. The Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, has killed, murdered 60,000 men, women, and children. Murdered in all different ways, in their sleep, on the street, whichever, and have all of them been held to uh, a legal Mm -hmm. accountability? No. 
Some. Some of them have. Some have. There's some in prison. But do you think that that's acceptable? The murderers get away? Yeah. KKK murderers? It doesn't matter. Even if they don't get away, if they go to jail, 60,000 black men, women, and children have been murdered. Okay. A lot more people have been murdered than that. No, but this particular group, the Proud Boys, Mm -hmm. different group, started out as a joke on Sirius XM radio many years ago became a it was started out as a joke a misogynist group and then it became more of a racist group proud boys is separate from the kkk so the kkk have killed sixty thousand black men women and children the proud boys a separate alternative kkk like new age Mm, yeah. yeah yeah They've killed other amounts of people that I don't know the exact number of. But the fact is, is that those are not the only two white supremacy groups. Mm-hmm. There's fringe groups all over. And they're being emboldened by the statements. Like, he, he, I get it. Trump is, he may or may not be. I don't know. But by some of his statements, he is allowing it to happen. And that's with any leadership he's in any way. When he he's, says he's pushing the to a he's, to he's, the allowed, proud he's giving him a free pass. He's, he's going to stand back and stand by. Go. Yeah. So you're saying all these people are just killed during Trump's campaign? No. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. So this is now before Trump. No, yeah. But if there is a trend of increasing murders in the last year. And so there are a lot of studies that are showing that What about the first three years? They were still happening, but there is an upward tick in the trend. And so they're they're currently studying it now to figure out what it is. And my point is more so that there is not just one group. One group can account for X amount of murders, but there's multiple groups. And when Trump says on national television to the Proud Boys, the group, stand back and stand by, and they immediately take that... Yeah, I don't like when he said that. Yeah. I don't like when he said that because he I mean, could just said he could have just said shut it down. I didn't like the whole stand back, stand back because I think that is uh, implying like it's a dog whistle. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like hold back until we see what what's popping, and then right. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump on this. But at the same didn't didn't Biden do the same thing whenever they asked these people to stand down? No. He didn't say anything either. Oh no, they he, never asked him specifically. Yeah, they, they didn't ask and, him, and he's denounced it many the, times. He, yeah. no, he wouldn't even answer the question. No, no, no. Because he said on the debates, he they never talked to him about this. They never directly about his the rioting. But they never directly asked him to denounce anything. Now, separately, outside of the debates, hang on, let me jump in because I don't want to lose this point. Here's the other thing you have to remember, though: the rioters are not the ones who are Trump or Biden followers. They they might be. But well, they're, anyone? They're, they're representing under his name. No. No. Or they're representing no. under his party. No. no. So there no. are peaceful protesters, no. and then there are rioters who, like we were talking about earlier, go out for selfish gain, and they but get see, mixed in the group. Regardless, so it's not the though, same. Yeah, they're going to riot ask those rioters but, who they're they're they're. they're Therefore, mm-hmm. who are they going to say? Well, Black but, Lives Matter. They're not going to say Biden. Yeah, they're going to say Black Lives Matter. A lot of them matter. don't right. even vote. They don't die yeah. tie it into Again, like we said, they're the JIT. They don't care. They're not the thing, even politically though. involved. The rioters are rioting for Black Lives Matter. They're Antifa or, you know, they're Some even, of them are some paid. Of them, 
are paid. Yeah, like all those stones getting shipped out there and yeah. crazy. Yeah, some of them are there's, actually there's paid. There's some yeah. of that, like, yes. But what I'm saying is, even if, let's just say it's extremists of the Black Lives Matter movement, has nothing to do with Biden. Black Lives Matter movement doesn't even have to do with anything political until the media got involved and, uh-huh. they, politicized and they politicized it. it. Yeah. And they became the, So the well, big enemy is the social media. Oh, and, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, they're, that's, they're, they're a part of it. They're a spoke in the wheel. What I'm saying here is, one of my points that I'm, me and my buddies talk about is, all right, so before Trump we had who? We had Obama, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And all these problems everybody are talking about, especially with racism and all these other things, how long have they been going on for? Three years. Three years. Yeah. No, way more. Three years. No, we said four years. More than four like, years. No, right? four like F O R. Like they've been happening for. Oh, a long three time. years and years and years. Yeah, and yeah, years, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think when Obama was in office, no one talked about racism no more. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a black president. Why would they? I no, know. there was there. plenty of racism. You know, yeah, I just they don't had, think like, it was. There were people that were hanging a a black mannequin, and they the, had him hung uh-huh. up, and it said, "Oh, Hang you mean in because there. there was a black president?" Yeah. All I'm saying is, is like, it wasn't. Ta- it wasn't brought upon. I, I think right now, so many people are on this uprising to get rid of or prevent as much racism as they can. And this is all a new thing because of Trump being in office, right? So he's waking people up. I mean, like this wasn't happening in years and years and years before. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a good thing? No, but here's the thing: it was happening. Okay, but we didn't. So we didn't have the access he, to the information. You have to think awareness. of. The awareness. There you go. Yes. Because when when Obama got elected for black people, it was like, yes, we've got some hope. Things are happening. We're gonna be able to abolish representation. Right. But it became Obama became like a token. Like, yes, we finally made it. We got it. We got a black president. And so with black people, when you're oppressed for so long, and I I won't even say for black people, for any person. When you are oppressed for so long and you get a good win, you go into a honeymoon phase where you're like, yes. But eventually that honeymoon phase does wear off. And you think black people are oppressed? I think some black people are oppressed. I don't think all black people are oppressed, but I do think some black people are oppressed. You think some white people are oppressed? For sure. For sure. So some people very racist are oppressed. Say it again? Everybody's oppressed in some sense. There are, but there's also different levels to it. Yeah, so at the end of levels. the day, if you if you look at the court systems and the judicial system, you can put a black a poor black person next to a poor white person. They can commit the same crime, and there are studies showing that the black person will more than likely receive a harsher crime a harsher right. sentence for the same exact crime. Yeah. Well, I mean. So it's how a, can you explain that away? You're saying that well, what is the judge? Is the judge white guy or is he black guy? Well, In that, most cases, yeah. Now, if the judge was a black guy, then what would happen? So, the, but you can't talk in hypotheticals in these situations. We have to deal with what facts are. Numbers, right in front of us. Right. So when you look at the cases of if you put a person who is a poor black person and a poor white person, and they've committed the same crime, have no priors. I'm not good with numbers and statistics. Why don't like that. we look I, at actual situations? I have one. Can you stop? I have one. Yeah. Um, I want to say this was this was in North Carolina. I want to say it was in 2005. Okay. My buddy and I were driving. At this uh, 2006, sorry. At this point, I didn't know my driver license was suspended because they sent me tickets that I got speeding tickets. I never knew about it. They never forwarded to me. They never did anything to me. So I wasn't aware. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not the uh, speeding tickets. Um, Park, uh, you had the parking tickets. Parking tickets. tickets. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My license was suspended for about six months at this point, right? Okay. I didn't know. My buddy and I were driving from, I want to say near Walmart area. Okay, this is back in North Carolina. And go, we were going back to my house. And it's about three miles east of us, up and down a bunch of hills. We were young. We were stupid. You know, what do we do? We are smoking, uh, burning uh, uh, rubber, uh, you know. Uh-huh. And then making, we didn't, making know a cop, we, were, we didn't know there was a cop behind us. My buddy got pulled over. Okay, and this is and he's white. Okay, um, he he literally told uh, he got pulled over. His license was suspended. Okay, he didn't know that because there was another person that had the exact same name, the same month that they were born, different year, had the same first, same middle name, and same last name. They lived about four hundred and fifty miles um, west of us. Okay. okay. They flagged him as him being the culprit. He didn't know his driver license was suspended. The guy was nice enough. He t- uh, it was an officer. Okay. He was like, uh, after he pulled us over, he you know the whole shebang. He said, "Okay, you cannot drive this." It's like, "Sir, what about you?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's my driver license." He's like, "I got to arrest you." What? Yeah, you, you, you have uh, unpaid tickets, your driver license is suspended, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm not going to do that because you don't have a warrant for your arrest. I'm like, I didn't even know how to go to court. Okay, no problem. And he was like, you can go to my friend, but I need to, stick, I need to talk to you a little bit longer. I'm like, okay. And then my buddy's like, no, I'm going to stay, you know, because it's my fault in the situation. We talked about it. Let us go. We had to walk about three miles back uh, to the house so I could get my, so we could get our buddy to get, this is before like text messages was around and stuff like that. We had to go get our buddy to go back to give us a ride so he could uh, get, get another somebody else so we could get our Pay the car. car. So, don't yep. so he was like, okay, cool. The guy gave us, the officer was very nice. He gave us about three hours to do this. He's like, I'm going to come by around three hours before my shift is on. If it's still here, I have to tow it. We'll take care of it, no problem. So we went, we, you know, did a lot of things. We got that. But my buddy was like, you know, we were talking about it not too long ago. He's like, hey, you've been driving? I think the situation would have been completely different. I think the attitude would have been completely different. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, because he, he treated me a little bit better than he treated you. I'm like, I, I didn't see that. I was like, you know, I, I, I respect the officer, you know. I had no reason to. It's like, yeah, but I felt that. But see, I'm so used to being criticized, prejudged. Uh, what did you guys call it earlier? Uh, Implicit bias. Yep. Because mm-hmm. when I walk into a place, before I used to shave my head, I had to go tee people think I was a gangster. Mm-hmm. Right? They said some baggy clothes, stuff like that. People always thought I was a criminal. Mm-hmm. I've never been arrested. The most tickets I ever had was just speeding tickets. That's about it. So it, it, it just dawned on me that my own friend, that we've been friends for 15 years, we were talking about he's like dude you know if you were driving it would have been a different story it would have been a different altercation than they did me because he's like his words he's like we were you were uh, prejudiced uh, um, discriminated discriminated yeah we had the exact same um, situation he had parking tickets that he didn't know about and I did too 
He's like, okay, no problem. But he's like, I need to talk to you longer. Yep. But one thing I can say about that, from my perspective as a black woman, I never had any of those experiences at all. And I don't even know people who have outright. So I'm going to be straight up and honest. It's not easy for me to fully put myself in that those shoes. Like, I don't know what that feels like. I see what it impact it has, and I can understand it, but I cannot personally relate to that at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I've never run it. The only time I got in trouble with the cops <laughs> is when I was getting put over for speeding and getting flipped at the mouth. That was the only time I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Never got arrested just because of my color. Never experience anything completely negative because of my color and anything that came upon me was something I brought upon myself. Well and see that's so literally thing, that's the thing and I think everybody has to understand well, I would like most people to understand that just because you have this experience doesn't mean you feel that way for everybody. So the worst experience I ever had with an officer was with a black officer. I was literally going northbound on ninety five and an officer had threw his lights on in front of me I had been pulled over the day before for riding the HOV lane, but I had my son with me. They couldn't see him. He was three years old at the time. So when this officer the next day is now riding in the HOV lane in front of me and throws his lights on, I'm like, oh, sh- they me in front of you? He was in front of me. <laughs> he threw his lights on and oh. slowed down. So I was like, oh, well, he must He's be pulling. He's pushing me. it right there. <laughs> right. So I said, oh, well, he must be pulling me over again. And, I was, and so I pulled over behind him and he gets out of the car. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, aren't you pulling me over? He's like, no, I'm trying to get this debris out of the road. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I got pulled over yesterday, so I didn't know what you were doing. I, oh, the I, same I, officer, right? No, it was, it was the else. guy, oh. the day, the officer the day before was a white so guy. So you're just worried because yeah, I'm so I, Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, it's 95, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, so it's rush hour. And y'all remember back in the day, yeah. like, we, they had all the construction, so it was yeah. thick. So I pulled on the left-hand side around him. So I can now have more time to ramp up and get back on and merge with traffic. So then he pulls me over for real. I'm like, well, what you pulling me over for now? It's illegal to pass a law officer on the left-hand side. And I'm like, Well, that's because he was pissed at you now. Yeah, so he's pissed at me now. Yeah. And so he like he's cursing at me. I'm yeah. crying because I'm all upset. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he gives me a pen. And I, I'm like coughing because I'm crying. He's like, kick the damn pen. I'm like, damn. Oh. So that's why I say... You know, for me, I, I, racism does exist, but I'm not saying it, you know, the prejudice and racism is exclusive to any one race, because like you said, it can happen to anyone. But to your point, I felt the same way in terms of prejudice and discrimination, especially when mom would go off on her rants in the middle of a store, like, why are you treating me like this? Because up until I was 31, I'd never experienced it. And it took one time for it to happen to me to say, Okay, now I get it. And this is a, I'm a black woman. I'm a light-skinned black woman, but at the end of the day, I'm still a black woman. Yeah. Which well, is why we didn't get it that as that. Is that to you don't force that people work. to understand it completely right, is yeah. not okay. Because you can't force somebody to understand your right. experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's my point with that. Like, that's what I was saying with that. Like, I've never experienced that. So I can't say, oh, well, I completely understand. No, I get what impact it has and I know what's right and what's wrong. I yeah, know that. Everybody but does. to say like, oh, I understand how you feel, not really. Like, well, I, don't really I understand that it, it's wrong, but I don't have, 
You never had that gut feeling. You but, never well, experienced. But, you have the emotions behind. <laughs> right, but I don't have the emotions whole, behind it. But that's but that's a good thing too because when you're doing certain things, you can't let emotions mm-hmm. guide but, you. Um, you have to use yeah. logic, uh, especially in your your line of work. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, I'm sure you see it a lot in your mm-hmm. line of work. You know what I mean? And you get cussed out and everything in my yeah. line of work. But to Hope's point, like Hope said earlier, though. <laughs> What what happens though is some people, not all people, but some people tend to dismiss it because it. Never well, no, happens I'm not to them. Yeah, I'm not saying that. That's okay. No, I, and I that's never, where we have. The I issue. mean, it's just to me like we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't think you'll ever get rid of racism. Oh no, You're it's not always ever get rid of anything. No. Like, there's always classism because everybody before, has a different racism experience. Racism will be gone in the future, one hundred percent, because eventually everybody's going to be blended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no stopping that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that'll be the inevitable end of racism. It's just you're not gonna be there ain't gonna you can't be, be racist against there yourself will be that prejudice, prejudice, you're self hating. Class yeah. 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 And bias mm-hmm. and class. Oh, of course. Yeah. Justin, there's always gonna be some sort of ism. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's no, it, it, yeah, it's like it's a dark person with light eyes is gonna be the perfection of the society and then if you have dark eyes and dark hair you're going to be crap. I mean, yep. it, it doesn't matter how it manifests itself in the future. Of there will always mm-hmm. be some sort of something that tears us apart. But as a society, the most we can do is to pray that we and others, you know, as our children or like us, can try to be self-aware and change the narrative for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we are less. I mean, it's racist. More, it's more important to teach kids yep. how yeah. to deal with these things yep. that are yeah. never going to go away, yep. mm-hmm. versus yelling at the person that's doing them. You're going to get way more mm-hmm. I agree results with, with mm-hmm. hey, you can say whatever you want to me, but it, I mean, at the end of the day, that's it's mentality. my decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, nothing that comes out of any of your mouths can make me unhappy unless right. I let you allow me to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, and I've true. always said that, so and, and I always preach this. Racism doesn't exist. It's taught. And it's it, taught at an early is. age. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and, we ha- sure. and, we, and I strive, and I, I tell my kids, I'm like, you know, they're, they're, and I tell my, my middle one especially, I'm like, you're going to have it really tough. Because you have beautiful hair, you have very nice skin tone, and people are kind of, they're not going to like you for many reasons. Haters going to hate yeah, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so, you're, so you do not step to their level, and you still respect them. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the, the moment I find out you disrespect somebody, that's the day I whoop your butt. Because I don't want to, you know, they could call you they all the names in the that. world. That's they could tell you everything in the world. They're never to lay their hands on you or disrespect you. And Absolutely. if they do, you, that's what you let me know. But you always, always, always respect somebody, even if they do not. Dis- even if they don't respect you, mm-hmm. it, it has to be that way. It can't be like, well, they started it, because that's how a lot of things mm-hmm. happen. It depends. Cut out, it. it depends on the level of disrespect, because at one point in time, you can't be a pusher. You got. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, that's that's just tattoos talking. No, you don't let me know. that just leads the, the door open for everybody seeing that. Frailty and just stepping on you. You know what I mean? Like how, you does, have that, to, how does a child know when to when they're engaged when it when it hurts their feelings? <laughs> everything, any type everything of bullying hurts. hurts. No, yeah. any type of bullying. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we nip that bullying in front of the beginning. Yeah, we well, gotta nip it in the bud. Then you can't let it go on. Exactly. Yeah. And it's unfortunately. And how do you do that respectfully? Sometimes. Sometimes you can't. You can't be respectful with bullies. 
That's why I don't have kids because I'd be fighting yeah, parents all the time. I've I'm, I'm never been bullied You've never because. Been bullied, so you don't know. I mean, it's a learning curve. I've been bullied. I, have, I haven't been bullied in myself. different ways, but I just didn't let it affect me. I, I let it go. Did you, or did you just shove it down? No, I let it go. Move on. Hey, you know, we're, we're man. That, we're you know, I can, I resonate with that though because all throughout high school, I never got in a fight. I think no, I cussed out one fights. chick one time because she talked out of pocket, <laughs> and I, I had to set her straight. But I'm like you, if someone is trying to bully me or if I feel like they're bullying me my my response is I just ignore them and keep it moving because I'm like yeah you got time for that you're not worth it when I when I grew up in, I grew up in Pittsburgh right like I told you I, I didn't know that yeah I'm from Pittsburgh and I lived in Mass I lived over but I went to a, a, a real real ghetto <laughs> school up there and I dressed when I came down here I dressed really ghetto mm-hmm. you know I had the pink shoelaces and the white be- you know and the different dude rags braided up and Did you? the nice. biggest so cubic zirconias you could find like I was no see I gotta find a high school book cause now I was okay. super super hood and I lived in the trailer park and I was just real ghetto you know what mm-hmm. I mean and and I was I didn't really, my life was weird like it was all custody battles so it was like grandparents weekends moms weekends dads and depending on who we were saying, like, grandparents had money, mom was poor in the hood, dad was super religious, and it was just all over the place. Like, so I kind of became a chameleon. Mm. You know what I mean? You feel you know, that a lot of people say that's like that being sense. phony and fake. No, it's just survival. Like it's it adapting. adapting. You it's can a survival any, 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 any. So I, I was really? in Georgia for training for a couple weeks. I came back with an accent. And being honest with you, I think we need to do more of that. Who you really are as a chameleon. You know, it's easy to pretend to be somebody and adopt to different groups. Yeah. But then, at the end of the day, who, which are, which chameleon, which face, which mask, which are you wearing? Yeah. Well, anyways, I got a I job. I, I got a job at American Eagle in the Palm Beach Mall. Mm-hmm. Remember the Palm Beach Mall? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I got a job. I worked everywhere in that mall. I worked in Express in that mall. Yeah, <laughs> I, I worked in American Eagle, phone stores, children's place. Anyways, I got a no, job at American Eagle, and no, I started getting this kind of clothes. <laughs> so I started changing my the way I dressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I started realizing that people talk to me better. Mm-hmm. I got more respect. You also I, got influenced by you know, the people you I were liked surrounded it. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I started yeah, hanging true. out there with people. The girlfriend people, you dated wanted you wearing preppy clothes. You know, and like yeah, that all changed for me. So I really believe in like the way you dress and the way you present yourself you know like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that that falls on the racism no it, it actually like, like I, people didn't know growing up that we were poor because like my grandmother always made sure we always had haircuts you know mm-hmm. we were never we were never unkempt mm-hmm. like we always had nice clothes my grandma was like on that like she she was all about presentation yeah. so nobody knew we didn't have so money because bias. we yeah, yeah like we you know, we always looked good, and and even you You're know, clean cut, and and that was the way it was because my grandma was like, you know, I'm not letting my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And we went to school like, even though we lived in West Palm Beach, we went to school in Palm Beach. Like we were, it was so easy to assimilate to that, and just to to like have that be the thing, and people not realize because mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh well, I look at the way she dresses, and you know, and they all judge this. you, or they look at you like that, and like, oh okay, you you yeah. adapt to us, and or so, you're yeah, and so mm-hmm. and it's and we went to a school that you know is small school but they bust in kids from West Palm Beach and they bust them in from like really different parts so it's not that we didn't know like who had a lot of money or no money or anything like that we kind of because the school was so small we couldn't even like we couldn't even really be 
prejudiced against anybody and be like, oh, I can't play with them because they're black, or I can't play with them because they're white, because, like, you just wouldn't have any friends if you right. did that, because there was only, like, 20 of us, so, in one class. place was Click Central. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, and, like, and so I had that from, you know, third grade to eighth grade, and I was able to pass as, like, you know, middle class and stuff, and then I went to Sun Coast, which, you know, even though it's in the middle of Riviera Beach, like, you never, we never felt unsafe, I, you know... And it was a melting pot there, too. And, like, mm-hmm. you had you had friends, like, if you were in math, science, and engineering, you were kind of, like, you hung out with those kids. But then you also had some, you know, honors classes or, mm-hmm. or like, tap classes with kids who were on the football team. So it's, like, there were cliques and stuff, but, like, there were so many of us that, like, moved throughout it that it was really easy to be able to assimilate because yeah. you can just, like... You know, like I hung out with some band kids one day, and then I'd go hang out with the school. Is it private school? Was it private? No, it was a public school. It was a public. See, that's yeah. really lucky to find. Yeah. But I think that, to your point of being a chameleon, I think that it's a survival technique. I mean, even me, Absolutely. I, like I, you know, depending on where I am during the day, you might get a different version of yeah. me. If I'm at work and I'm in boss mode, you will get perfect English. You will get proper words, unless I'm in lunch. But anyway. Um, and then you're, you're, but if I get off of work, you know, I'm gonna drop my act and be more comfortable, more that's, me. That's more. how people adapt, right? And like, that's and that's be honest with you, that's a good skill to, skill set to have because I don't think you're fake or phony, it's, it's, not it's an assimilation. No, no, no. It's, I used to tell people in interviews I would do because you know they, they'd have this hood accent, and I would just tell them, Sure, can you take the hood out your mouth? And then they did, they'd sit up like this and felt proper, and like, good job, yeah. you know. And, you know, everybody does it. Right? Yeah, That's I mean, true. even if you call my office and I answer the phone, like, because Andy, like, called one day and he's like, is that a recording? <laughs> like, and, or he's heard me answer the phone. He's like, that is so terrifying when you go into that, like, hi, thank you for calling. <laughs> and people are like, who are you? And I'm like, that is my business voice. That's your, yeah. that's your phone and voice, then I'm your like, business phone oh, voice. Oh, yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. As soon as I hang up the phone, I'm like, oh, It's a sales <laughs> technique. If you with a customer and they're cursing, you start cussing mm-hmm, your conversation, yeah. you know? It's just a, being adaptive. So yeah. let me ask a question. So you are, I will, am I assuming right that you are a Trump supporter? Uh, or you, you're voting for I him? I really don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like weakness. And I think, I don't know why, but I feel for some deep down reason Biden is just a follower. Oh, I 100% don't think that Biden wanted to run. I just I think, think that, has, I mean, I literally think Obama was calling every day like, you going to run? Yeah. I need you to run. run. I just feel like he's too. Like, I don't know. He's just not strong. I just okay. Don't so you yeah, resonate with that. Trump yeah. for different reasons other than his yeah. platform. Yeah. Okay, and that's fine. Yeah. So why then, if we are sitting around this com- this table having a really good conversation, getting to know each other, why can't this happen on wide scales? Because I, it probably Brian. does under behind closed doors. It's all a big show. Mm, it, it does and it doesn't. Um, I think more. True. I think it people are so. You know? Passionate, and then, mm-hmm. but people also have like no it's, the, it's the implicit bias too. It's like they're, you know, I know so many people who are voting for Trump simply because they are Republicans, and he is the Republican right. candidate. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like people honest, are like, scared to step out because they're afraid to be judged. Or yeah, that's yeah, true too. But I think you know, that and they and true. they're the echo chamber is so strong now mm-hmm. on both sides. Like mm-hmm. you know, as soon as the fly thing happened, like oh my god. You know, the memes were crazy within, like, seconds. But the memes were funny. Yeah. The memes were amazing. That's the whole like, thing, though. The whole thing is a show. Yeah, yeah. it you is. Know, it's to the point now where I just really don't care. It's more about each different little tiny point. Not, like, a bigger picture. Like, you know, I love guns. And I don't, you know, like, but I just... 
That's a big whole show. Well, and I think people are so doubled down on the reasons why they don't like someone and why they do like someone. Because I actually had a friend tell me the other night, she's like, I'm voting for Trump because I just can't vote for Biden. And I'm like, well, we've had several drinks, so I don't know if having a conversation about politics right now is our best thing. But I'm like, okay, why can't you vote for Biden? She's like, I just can't. Yeah, and the she person didn't have a she didn't have a reason, but I know her reason, and she didn't want to say, "Well, I vote for whoever my boyfriend votes for, and my boyfriend's mm-hmm. voting for Trump." Mm-hmm. And there's people who are so doubled down on that that mm-hmm. they can't have a conversation like mm-hmm. this because they can't actually explain, or they're so ingrained in their party politics where mm-hmm. I have to vote blue or I have to vote red, I have because to vote Democrat it's what my family does, because yeah. it's what we do, mm-hmm. and people can't step outside of well, that, and it takes work. To cognitively learn about the other side. I mean, if you if you think about it, most people, like, it, okay, in, in the banking world, we've got all these wonderful tools, all these digital options, and customers will literally say, I can't learn about digital. Oh. I like the way I've been doing it because oh, they, they want can't. the checkbook. They yeah. want the checkbook. They want the checkbook. I have not had online banking in seven years. If I can't send you a check from my bank, like what? What's if I didn't work for the bank, I legit would not step into a bank. Mm-mm. But because people don't want to get out of their comfort zone, they don't want to have to put in the time and effort to learn about a new product or service, they will go to the grave writing that damn check with a carbon copy. That costs them eighteen dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why. It's just, it's muscle memory. Yes. It is. It's muscle memory. Yeah. You know, it's just repetition. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a and good thing their, with the social media. You know? Yep. But the social media, I mean, like, it just, it's a catch-22. You know, you, yeah. you need social media. It's like, it's funny. Uh, have you guys, did you guys see the interview that Biden did with uh, Cardi B? What the no. Hell? no. Okay, so uh. all these news channels and all these famous people he can do an interview with. He does a video with Cardi B interview. Do you know why? 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 Do you know why? You think? You think? You think? But do you know that she actually does a lot of political research? She, and she is what? political dumb. She's, no, she's, she's not actually. She is retarded. very well researched in her politics. She does a lot. She is very thoughtful and well researched in her politics. If you go back and actually look at a lot of her social media stuff, you'll see that even before Joe Biden, she has been deeply involved in politics and not like, I support this person because I like X, Y, and Z. She's like, no, I support this person because this part of their platform is what I'm interested in and I think they'll do this and I think they'll do that. So don't sleep on Cardi B because while she, while she might sound ratchet and trashy, there's a lot more going on behind her. No, back. I was just I was putting that because I don't know if you ever watched the Hodge Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen them in my feed. Yeah, they were. They did another interview with Cardi B over it, and they just some of the things that she said regarding like the taxes and you know the school credits and stuff like that. She just had no like backing, or she was just making no sense whatsoever about it. But mm-hmm. it was, I just thought it was funny because like Biden's like talking about how you know he's a big fan of Cardi B, and I just could see Biden listening to like Wop. you know Wop in his house and stuff with his kids. You know? I, I mean, I had I had to explain to my seventy-two year old dad what Wop was the other day, Listen, and then he didn't. He left I, me on red for seven hours, and, <laughs> I, and I deserved that. I'm sitting in the room, and I don't know what Wop. I love. Oh, oh my god! This is I like rap music, and I like I like rap music, and I like good strong music, but. I heard that song for the first time the other day because you know, I could I turn it off. It's it's pretty rough. The first Dude, time I listened that's what to I was it, telling you about why? it is rough. It's like it's it's Matt Trump. Trump. In that yeah. one, yeah, that's why. yeah. Remember, <laughs> <Matt laughs> <Trump. Trump. laughs> because I've seen you roll up to the school 
Blasting rap music and the kids getting out. So what has changed? Oh no, no, this song is no. This yeah, song yeah. is well, like okay. Oh, hold on, so, now, hold on, now, hold on. So now. here's my thing. Like this put so, little Kim to shame. Oh, oh like, yeah. Okay. I oh. want to touch that little thing in the back of my throat. Okay. Yeah, so it, her music is very raunchy and it is in your face, but it's no different than what Trina's been oh, doing. Oh no, we like no, the stuff we used Trina to, has a song crew. from back in two thousand. I want to say nine or ten. And it's worse than what? Oh, uh, I know. It's it's worse. Like, Look if you it. could imagine a song worse, it's worse. I don't know, I've man. I've never heard him say anything about a song, so I'm asking. This song. What has changed? I Maybe you teach me new things, you know? I'm not, uh, I'm not that, that's not where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm asking why. I don't know. Uh, I, just, I mean, I we are saying get you some Lecrae, some Andy Minio, some Tadashi. Go ahead. Well, Takashi? No, no, Tadashi. No, not Takashi. There's a Takashi and there's a Takashi. I will. We'll say this with I used to bump Lil' Kim, especially if I was like going out to the club and I would bump um Trina and Kaya and I, you know, because that it's hype oh, wow, music. It's hype music. In but, the morning I like listen to that, you know? But when I put on WAP the first time, I was at lunch and I and I had team members walking in and I was like I had to take my ear yeah, pods out because I wasn't bad. sure if it was felt unclean. Right. <laughs> and, and I and I don't know if it was just because I hadn't listened to music like that in a while. It but it did grow on me and afterwards I was like, you know what? It's her mouth. It's her music. Sure. Music is an art form. Do what you want. You can choose to listen to it or not. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dang, that's a that's a song right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because, 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 truck, because earlier, you and I, Melody, were talking about, oh, that's sexist, right? Uh, right? I right? didn't say anything about sexist. I, I know. I was just joking with you. But but you gotta listen to it, girl. But, do, you guys, do, you guys, do you guys remember yeah. the Yin Yang Twins? Oh yeah, yes. uh-huh. shake your legs. No, 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 not even that. Whistle. Oh yeah. Whisper song. Whisper song. Whisper song. Oh, I love that okay. song. So how is that different? Because a man wrote and sang that song versus a woman singing. I, that song. See, I just have a pet peeve when women sing like men rap parts. Like, it's but that, like that's a, a double edged sword, though. I can just tell you from my perspective, Cardi is extra. That men can. I don't like it. Yeah, she's actually some type of crazy. I don't even care. But also, aside from that, I don't even care for their stuff either. No, I I know that. What I'm saying is, they're all for a man to get. No, no, no. It's a double-edged sword for a man to be able to benefit from sex, and women can't. If women appreciate, like, um, they have a common. If they if they are proud of their sex, of their sexiness. It's a problem. Right. Men can be hoes and, and be it's like, not being called a hoe. Be a no. Oh, no. That's, that's so old school. That, that, that is <laughs> no, no, no. I was just talking about that because... <laughs> women you know, are the new... Th- how is that old school? That is so old-fashioned. As far as your song, no, 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 right? That is not how song. the real world is. So these you said, days. Oh, women are way, no, no, way you, more you out there than men. No, 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 hold on, let me kill you, Amber. What I'm saying is, there was no news media coverage over the whisper song, but there is, but there is over WAP. Because listen, when we were talking about it. The whisper song was bad. It was no. It's bad. Ooh, it's like, real like, like all the two live crew stuff are yeah. bad. I mean, yeah. literally. But what I'm saying is, yeah. like, but, but why is Cardi getting two women he, and not talking about themselves? Now, on the other end, Cardi, I'll give her the credit of this. She's talking about herself right. and presenting that right. versus talking to a man and talking about a man and doing this. Randomly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a the difference with that. Megan talked a little, a little bit. Well, Little Kim did that too. Well, Meg, yeah. yeah Meg, but yeah. Cardi. 
Nah, she. I mean, look at like Foxy Brown too did it. Or Missy Elliott, or like they all do it. Just but that something brings about that back song, to our like, original point. There's always gonna be an ism. Yeah, but at the same time, we're also older, so yeah. it, it, it's but worse for is, us now. You but, know, but this is for though. us though. But like, what about the younger group that they're saying? Oh, Shaman, Shaman Herbert talking about that. But in, when we were. Oh, we were, age group. we were listening to some wretched shit than this. Oh so it's like, I'm pretty sure the kids bop some of it. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what are those? Is that literally just the word macaroni in a pot yeah. on the loop. That's it. That's the whole song. So <laughs> macaroni <laughs> in a pot. Macaroni in a pot. So what would the oh, kids bop version of what be? It's macaroni in a pot. That's it. That's the only thing they can say. Pot. But how does that translate to wop? Because the sound it makes when you stir it. question then so after our discussion yeah do you do you feel any part of your perspective has changed or altered or attitude taken away no my perspective uh changed on black lives now a little bit from knowing um mel mel you know like i was a little bit biased on that whole situation but i really like the logo you know what made you biased uh, just social media and just True. you know I just don't like what made you biased about it biased about what social media about about what Melody was doing about the movement oh the movement and what she was doing on the phone like in that actual moment in general what made you biased against it no I was biased before that's what she's saying like what made what made you biased in, I don't know before. I just I don't like all the hatred and the anger mm-hmm. and the yeah. rage so you disagree with like, all that. Yeah, that I just sense. don't like the whole, like, you know, guilty you white people. Maybe a little bit about it? Mm. I don't like all the guilt, like, you know. That's, you know what, though? I like that you said, though. Okay. Because I have a leader who made a really good point, and he said that prior to the whole George Floyd killing, that's how he felt. He felt almost like an aversion to it because he felt like. He was being guilted into something that yeah. he took no mm-hmm. part in. Like you don't, I don't think people were like a lot of these people. Like, have you guys seen that new movie called Annabellum? No, no. I heard about it's it. But about, I haven't seen it. All right, so it's it's basically it's a weird movie, but like this girl ends up getting kidnapped, but they don't. I saw really, the previews. Yeah, and put on a slave farm, mm-hmm. but you think it's kind of like going from past to future, but past, but then you realize it's not. There's like this slave farm nowadays oh. where they're kidnapping people and taking them there and like making them into slaves mm-hmm. for like all these mm-hmm. rich white people to like have like a weekend getaway and do oh, all so this fun like stuff out, too. Kind of. okay. You know, it's some crazy stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like some. If, some of it was like hard to watch. And I was asking her, I'm like, yo, like it's hard to say. Like if I lived back in that time, would I be that guy that did that, or would I be that guy that did that? And unfortunately, yeah. whichever way, you might have way, been your I, grandpa. Yeah, like, because I feel that's like, like I would have slaves because that was the thing. Have. But I just feel because of my personality, I would I won't be the one that and was you like respect for I humans. would be respecting you know like I wouldn't. Yeah. It just 
deep down core values and personality, yeah. you know, goes well because it's well, hard. And unfortunately, you will be scolded by your own people. Yeah, yeah, right. that's that's I mean, I'd right. have to keep that nice right. stuff on the low low. Yeah, course, you know? but right. it's a shame, and that's though. the thing. So, like, even me, like, I, I was talking to my grandma the other day because you know she went through the whole you know um, civil civil rights movement. And before I got involved with Black Lives Now, I was like, ooh, Grandma, I was like, you stronger than me because I wouldn't have, I, I probably would have been that person with my head in the sand. And mm. she and she was too. I mean, she went out to a couple of rallies, but she, you know, for the most part, she just kind of kept to herself and let the other black people kind of take the lead. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, Grandma, I would have probably been like you. I would have just kind of kept to myself. And now I'm like, okay, now we're at kind of back in the same circle. I'm like, oh. I guess I would have stood up if that was me back yeah. then, but I, I still haven't gone to a protest because for me personally, I have too much to risk. I have kids, I have a job, I have a family. Of course. And so it's for me that it's not bad enough to where I'm willing to put everything on the line. But I do know that other people are willing to be more passionate about it. So when you say like you don't know if you would or wouldn't, I respect that because I feel that. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think I was more biased because I just. I have a pet peeve for whining. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't like whining. Like, I had it rough. I had it good. I had it up. I had it down. I think everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And I just have a, a thing for whining. I don't like whining. Yeah. But, like, when something is serious, it's serious. It needs to be dealt with and then we moved on. But whenever I heard, you know, Mel talk about your guys' organization and how you guys don't believe in, like, the riots and more of the positive reinforcements versus all this negative jargon then mm-hmm. you know and the logo is awesome you know you guys are setting yourself aside right. from something that I think could have good meaning but got corrupted mm-hmm. exactly you know what I mean and that's what happens to everything mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. everything gets corrupted and I will say you, you know, know I prior to this this week I had a conversation with one of my friends who was black and she posted the picture I don't know if you've seen it of the um, the white Trump supporter and the black Biden supporter and they're kind of like side by side and they're like oh we can live in harmony and I was like nah and she's like why and I was like because you can't tell me that you're a Trump supporter and that your values don't emulate his values however I will now revise that because after now talking to you I understand your platform in terms of why you feel he's a better candidate based on your worldview, based on what's important to you and based on the issues that affect your day to day living Mm -hmm. so I can revise that now the mother Trump supporters who are all in his rallies and they, you know, are really the lady like who screamed at us. The, the lady who screamed at the extreme yeah. version. Yeah, yeah exactly. Extreme, being yeah. an extremist doesn't then get you get nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Not in this exactly. World. You know, there's yes. extremist leftists, there's extremist right. It's like, mm-hmm. like it's to the point now where we should all be in the middle, right in the mm-hmm. belly. Somewhere. And that's you know? and that is yeah. where, you know, so many of us really do identify and fit in. Like we are in the middle. Like that's we are in the middle. Because yeah. if you got left hand, you got right hand. Mm-hmm. Be in the middle where that's the heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, it. Oh. Mm. And that's the thing is that we have to find more of our middle of the round people yeah. and be like, hey, middle of the rotors, yeah. let's go together. And, yeah. you know. and if enough middle of the road, but that's the other issue though, is you got enough middle of the rotors who won't stand out uh-huh. because of exactly what we talked about. You're going to get flack from yeah. whomever group yep. you identify with. And Strength. that's where the real opportunity is, is getting enough of the middle-of-the-road people to stand up and say, you know what, no, I am middle-of-the-road. I don't agree with this side, but I also don't agree with this side. 
but I can resonate with both sides. We should, and be, we should be seeing more of that this day and age, but we're not. We're not. Because we're hanging on to old belief systems. Oh, yeah. right. And we're being divided Absolutely. by the things that run our day-to-day lives, like Facebook and social medias and mm-hmm. news. We, we rely on these things for trust these days. Not, not, real no. not real shit. Mm-hmm. Not real real data. Yeah, they're, they're not, no, none of them know? are trustworthy. Like, 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 tell me what to do with my being life. Being totally morbid, do you guys think that this will improve once more of the old people die off? Yeah, 100%. Uh, because that, a lot that's of just that. some conspiracy thing right there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I had this whole conspiracy thing, like, like the whole gun run. Every time, like, the left side wants to, like, start pushing something, mm-hmm. like, I feel like some tragedy happens. You ever seen the movie Swordfish? Back in the day, uh, yeah, with Halle Berry. Yeah, with Halle Berry. Oh, yes. Hanking, yeah. First time she showed like, her boobs. Beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, think, you know, like, guns and titties. They want to start protesting gun rights. Next thing you know, there's a crazy gun shooting. You know, mm-hmm. it, just, it just always seems like that. Well, I vote Democrat. I think it's more taking your guns. No, I got my guns. Have they ever tried taking guns? No, no, I don't know. And that's, I mean, but it's, it's. I think it's. You have a, a little reverse because what happens is, is like the people want to amp up the gun stuff after something bad happens, right. mm-hmm. like you know after Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas, you know yeah. after Sandy Hook, after Pulse, things like that, you know, and it's it's like they they want more regulation on the AR-15s, but it it's every time it happens too, and it's you know six weeks of thoughts and prayers, gun lobbyists. Mm-hmm. This, but we don't you think the, they're like just following the the trends? Versus like, I mean, no, everything, everything from medical these days pre, pre-existing, you know? They should be having these released through and through, not just when something crazy happens. Right, right. and that's the thing, and that's what it is, is that what happened, but it is, you know, when something bad happens, that's when then the everybody wants to take action, it's and not, then everybody forgets that. that happens every single day. But, but we're talking about awareness. But that's like, but yeah. if, when we're talking about kids getting killed, and people in a nightclub getting killed, right. and like, mass shootings, three... Uh, months in a row and like there's somebody who I, I have to find the story but there's somebody who was actually he survived the Pulse nightclub oh, shooting yeah. and then was killed in yeah. California yeah I saw that and it's it, like it, wait, what? No, it, it, it was the um, or no they survived both maybe or something no no they died in the, or they got they survived the Pulse and then I think it was the Las Vegas the Las shooting Vegas one that's right and killed. it's like wow. damn but so, that's, that's in Orlando and Las right. Vegas. Yeah. So here's my question. That's then. crazy. I didn't when know when that. when um gun supporters because I'm a gun supporter. I'm I am too. I'm a gun I'm owner. I'm concealed weapon. Yeah. But here's the I'm thing. All when, about it. when we have gun supporters who are like, oh, you can't take my guns and you can't regulate. But when they're talking about regulation, they're talking about people who have maybe an identifiable mental illness. Right. Someone who has been convicted of a... Of or, a but they do that. Or just a, like in Florida, you can't, right. get your, but a lot of the, you can't get your medical marijuana card and have a concealed weapon permit. Right. And I'm like, okay, I think that's... That's, that's, a, valid. But that's very but valid. But if you're a gun, a lot of what I find is when I'm going to like the range and I'm going to these gun shops, these are responsible gun orders. Yeah. They yeah. are. And they are the hard safest work. places you that feel. Right. 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 So then what's Damn. the issue with having a way to keep out the bad apples? There is. That's why they do so much critical stuff when buying a gun. But you're never going to. It's just like. They don't. They yeah, they do. It says so right there on your gun purchase. I bought a gun. They didn't check my mental health. No, they don't check. They check if you have it in your history. Like. If I got they do your background check. But how long right, that background check? But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Check is a joke. It is. Oh, yeah. Because you also remember sometimes so with the you, mental health, it's not always going to be something that is going to be seen legally. Right. Some people have the mental health that's not documented in that manner. 
So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So gun owners typically are going to be responsible. So what's the issue with having additional oversight to keep the ones who should not have guns from getting them? I'm I'm all for putting fingerprints on me. You're also you're always going to get illegal gun sales. No, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Right. And that's that. gonna I mean, especially mm-hmm. when they're cheaper than the mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's I mean, and you can go. You're always going to get illegal. You're always going to get illegal drugs. You know, so you they should be worried about um, finding ways to keep people from getting pregnant. They shouldn't be getting pregnant. Do you, you mean? think it's a pride thing? I agree with that. You you made a point earlier where you said you. And, and not to say that you represent everyone, but I think from what I've seen in trends, your mindset represents what we see is that they don't want people infringing on their rights and they won't be a pushover. Do you think maybe that could be why there's so why much they're, why there's so much pushback? Pushback for something that le- it makes sense. It's just a it's, it's like a just pride a, point, right? A pride point, argumentative point. They just mm-hmm. want to. I mean, if you thought, yeah. if you push me left, I'm gonna want to push you right. That's just how it goes. Right. You yeah. know why? Why that's do Bloods and Crips fight? They don't know no more. Okay, they don't. They fight because it, they're just Bloods yeah. and Crips, mm-hmm. and it's blue and red. Think of that. I know, right? <laughs> you know, okay. it's just it's just it's growing. Everybody wants to fight. That's what we're like. People, people just don't want to be told what to do. It's yeah, it's, it's ego. ego. Mm-hmm. You know, ego. and but there mm-hmm. should be like if your if your kid gets shot by someone, then you're gonna want to change real quick. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just mm-hmm. I get a lot of crap because I like to hunt. Mm. You know, but people don't know See, what I, goes into hunting. No, hunting. You know? I Hunters typically have more respect for animals because they're not yeah. killing just for sport. No, you're right. gonna kill it. You're gonna eat it. You're gonna yeah. use every gonna part of the animal. You're gonna. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't like. I told you before, I don't like the wine. You know, like yeah. I had a friend of mine. We were in New York, and she got mad at me because. Uh, we were talking about. She was talking about something about like how they kill off the bees or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I found out like a couple of weeks earlier she got an abortion. I'm like, oh, you're gonna get mad for the bees dying, but you're just gonna kill a baby. You know what I mean? Like, when I said that to her, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's you're like literally crying over bees right now. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. So you call a thing a thing? Huh? You call the thing a thing? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a saying where you you call it as it is. You call the thing a thing, yeah. and unfortunately she likely couldn't handle it. I don't know what her background story... I don't know. But no, I, I'm saying, like, I'm sure she got mad at you. Oh, no, yeah, she was... She yeah, was, she, she, was, she, was, yeah. she was not gonna that, not at all. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean, you're right to your own beliefs. I'm pro whatever your choice is. Right. I just think there should be more restrictions on who can get knocked up and who shouldn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you gotta take a test in a, in a parent's class to get divorced... But you don't got to do when you Hold up, hold up. Mm. So you think there should be more regulation on who can and can't get pregnant, but, like, not a lot of regulation on some guns? No, he said... I like regulations on guns, too. Yeah, I think all of that. I think anything and everything can get better. Oh, yeah. No, he was saying, I was asking him earlier around why, is that why maybe folks who may identify like him give pushback. But no, he said that he is for, if it makes sense. Just don't take, don't be like this extremist, like, I'm going to just take everything away. Right, Right. exactly. You know, just find better roles. Yeah. That's like we always find. Obama was president for eight years, and did anyone ever try to take away your guns? No, I'm cool with Obama. So... That's Ain't got no Obama drama over here. Yeah, I like it is purely about. a talking point that yeah. 
I don't that really the like media and like, yeah, the media, Democrats and Republicans will always use that because, it, like you said, it's a talking point and it's worked well in and the past. It's and it's sales. They're just trying Guess to get those what? Votes. I'm a Democrat. I own a lot of guns. In yeah. fact, my husband knows how to build an AR from scratch, and he has done it twice. Nice. <laughs> so we, we don't together, give a shit about your guns. Do we want crazy people to have guns? Nope. Do we want no. kids no. to have guns? No. no. I think kids should have guns. So that Absolutely way not. No. Teach them early. So that way they're not sneaking no, behind yeah. your back. That's true. I'm but what is the purpose of that guns. teaching? Are you teaching them just about to having guns? Them. Yeah. To respect or them. I find that if you try to have to have a gun to learn about it. it makes it more intriguing. It, and that's to your point when you talk about pregnancy and unwanted pregnancy, teach them. I remember oh, yeah. 16, I think going through the health classes, I went to Planned Parenthood by myself, got educated, practiced safe sex, and didn't get knocked up till yeah. I was 20. What is that? I, I've, I've talked to some kids these days like, Phys ed and like health classes. They don't talk used about to it. Be mm-hmm. like, They're not allowed to. I think about like the nitty gritty stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Why? They're Why? not allowed to because Why? parents parents didn't want the they schools want. teaching their so kids. So these parents need to something. But they won't do it themselves either, and that's why we have issues. Exactly. And that's what I say. I'm like, we shouldn't be. I'm not. And please don't take this as me being right. anti-vax because I definitely believe in vaccines. Okay. But I think pushing like the HPV vaccine vaccine on teenagers. Mm-hmm. No, you don't need to get them a vaccination against HPV. You need to give them proper sex education mm-hmm. so they know how to use protection, so mm-hmm. they know how to do that. What because, to avoid. Yeah, because if you're if you're just saying, oh, get this vaccine. But you're good. You're good, and then you're not saying, hey, I'm giving you this <laughs> vaccine you because if you have sex and you do this, <laughs> and now you're going to get HPV. Yeah, like, but a lot of those kids also got it from their parents through birth. But then you can't get a vaccine anyway. Yeah, you can. If you have it? No. I believe you can, yeah. Thank you. No. no? I thought you mm-hmm. could. Mm-mm. You have to not have Once it to get. Once you have that. HPV, there's like very few strains that will go away. So yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, like, that's, I, I mean, you want to do both. I mean, because at the same time, you can, you know, young kids can get cancer. Well, I mean, I hate to say this and be a little raunchy, but I'm 40 years old and I've never had HPV. Why? Because I had good sex education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say, you know, the statistics are like 25% of the world has it and doesn't even know about mm-hmm. it. So, and I never got it because I had good sex education growing up. And also the cancer is going up through because of mm-hmm. all of these uh, yeah. fast food places, all of the preservatives and all that stuff. And yes. the reuse oil and stuff like that. It, you know, yeah. It's strong that as well, so. I mean, shit, we have, at this point, you have to have, like, a manual on how to live your life. <laughs> shit, we don't <laughs> yeah. need cancer at this point. It's raw. Yeah. Least amount of ingredients and foods. Yeah. That's the easiest and simplest way. No, I'm talking about just in general. Like, okay, don't look at somebody sideways because they might shoot you. Oh, yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. It's like... So it's like, it's like you can't, like... Shit. You and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. When, you, when somebody used to have... I haven't even said anything. I know, but I'm sorry. You talk a lot. I did. But it's like, you know. Well, as much as this has been an educational experience and an awesome time, you guys, I think we did an awesome job. This is the water cooler. How long was it going for? I don't know, a long time. This has all been recorded, buddy. This is the podcast that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. But thank you so much for joining us. If uh, you want to follow us, go to blnow.org or blnwatercooler.com. Everybody say bye and thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you.